and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And we're the hosts of this program. And welcome to 2019. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We made it. We made it to another year. Yeah, somehow we did. Um, but we've been like, we've been, we've been gone for a minute, I guess, because we, you know, we pre-court recorded our end of the year episode so we could enjoy our so end of the year. we take our own little holiday break. But uh, like some fun things happen. We got shiny tattoos. Yes, we did. We did. Aren't fully healed yet. So no reveal quite yet. We'll show you the pictures when they're prettier. But yeah. But yeah, that's what we did on the 18th. We took the day off mm-hmm. and we got shiny tattoos. We played hooky from work. It was Shh. great. <laughs> yeah, Don't tell on me. <laughs> uh, but that was really fun. Uh, but I think up top we have to, we have to address some breaking news because y'all have asked us to pre- uh, address this breaking news. Yep. Uh, so on January 1st, the tabloid dispatch that we've talked about many a time Mm -hmm. on January 1st, they like to do a dating reveal every year on the first. It's their favorite thing. It's not often idol based. It's usually like actors or like somebody else exciting. But this year, uh, they revealed that Kai from XO and Jenny from Blackpink have been dating for a couple of months. Yeah, I think the article said that they start or were first seen together around October. So it hasn't been that long that they've been together. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what y'all want me to say about this. Like, I honestly like, don't really have that many <laughs> opinions not, about I know. it. My first, my first reaction was, um, meh. Yeah, my first thought was, huh. Yeah, okay. I, I was surprised because I was like, oh, I didn't even like think they knew each other, I guess. But also I remember that a while ago, Rosé and Chanyeol had dating rumors yeah. as well. And so like maybe Blackpink and EXO like do maybe they were dating as well. Who knows? Who knows? Um, <clears throat> I'm just not that big of a Blackpink fan. And I'm also really not that big. I thought it was an interesting. It's just interesting timing, in my opinion, because uh-huh. like Jenny just released this solo and then like on sort of around the same time that she came out with her solo which is called solo um there were like all of these fan-made videos coming out of like how she's been basically like slacking off in yes. Blackpink and how like she's breaking and like maybe she might be leaving the group and there was like controversy about how YG was showing her favoritism and there were yeah, all these yeah. compilations of her like half-assing dances which YG had pulled and scrubbed from the internet yes. which is like which never is suspicious and also like I don't know I can't, I mean I don't know anything about Blackpink and I like really don't know I'm not like a a blink or whatever, but I was I kind of bought it like this half assness yeah. that she brought to the table because she does have that like when I watched her solo music video, I liked the song and I kind of liked the dance, but I was also just not bowled over by it. Like yeah. she doesn't impress me right a lot, and I think part of that is that she does have a very expressionless face, yeah, and like. I don't know. She just kind of looks mean and bored. And I thought, like, if she really, if this solo track is her trying to break off from Blackpink or, like, if she really, because the lyrics of it are, like, her being tired of, like, acting cute and, like, having to do these things. It seems like the lyrics of the song are her, like, being tired of being in a girl group, which to me seems rude and disrespectful to the other members of the group who are trying really hard. Mm -hmm. And... The fact that the 
chorus, which in Korean says, I'm shining solo, sounds like, bitch, I'm going solo. I don't know. Just part of me was like, hmm, I don't know about that. Like, I'm unconvinced that this is like an innocent solo debut or whatever. Uh, I just like had an eyebrow raised and was like kind of like keeping the corner of my eye on it. Like, wouldn't be surprised if the next news that broke about her was that she was leaving Blackpink. I like just wasn't going to be surprised if Uh that's what happened. And so the fact that the news that broke was that she and Kai are dating, I was kind of like, meh, like, you can do better, Kai. Like, <laughs> to, to clarify, I was kind of like, well, like, she, she's so blah and he's so amazing that I was like, okay, fine. But then I remembered that, like, he's 24 and she's 22 and this is not a meaningful yeah. relationship for either of them. So, like, I don't really fucking care. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that, that that's, you know... As always, it is a, it is the backbone of this program, and I believe it harder than I ever have. Hashtag let idols bang. Like, yeah. I'm not mad about it, <clears throat> not but at I all. also just like I don't, I don't. Not to say like I don't care, but I also kind of don't care because, yeah, I don't know I'm, anything about her mm-hmm. to be like to have an opinion either way about mm-hmm. them as a couple because I truly don't know anything about her other than yeah, I find her she seems bored all the time, and that's what mm-hmm. I know about her. But just the fact that, like, they've possibly only been dating for, like, a couple of months. Like, True. that in itself almost makes me uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to know about this. Like, these are, like, I feel like a relationship that's oh, yeah. that short. Like, I feel that like I, means- idols are often having <clears throat> relationships that are lasting a couple of months here and there. But we just don't know about them. And so, like, the idea of someone getting caught so early into a relationship, like, to me doesn't spell, like, a great, it probably won't have a great outcome. Because, like, truly, honestly, if they've been dating since October, a time where she had a solo debut and EXO had two consecutive comebacks, they've probably seen each other in person six times or like they've probably only seen each other those three times that they were photographed yeah so like it's possible that they're just sort of talking and like getting to know each other like it's very it's entirely possible that this is like a baby baby nothing relationship and now it might this might stall it completely because they won't yeah. ever be able to see each other again. Because, yeah, that's like, probably true. You know, like now people will be looking. Mm-hmm. So like any chance of sneaking around they had, like that's kind of lost. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, like to SM's credit, like Kai has been in public relationships before. <laughs> yeah. And so when this broke, SM was immediately just like, yes, that's true. They're dating. And then YG was like, mm, no comment. So I feel like the trickiest part about it is what YG will choose to do with right. it because SM is not going to care. Like nothing's going to happen to Kai. No. Kai's fans will love him regardless. Yeah. Because he was already like sullied or whatever yeah, before. Yeah, quote unquote. Like he's been he's, ru- he's, yeah, he's yeah. not a pure boy or whatever. They like he's already yeah, had he's girlfriends. Dated they before, know that. So like they're not as disappointed <laughs> with him or whatever. Like you made the point that like if it was another member of Yes, of if XO, I, I think that this if this had been Chanyol, if this had been Suho, if it had been a a yeah. member who had not if been. it had been mm, no i think people might have been a yeah, little yeah, yeah. crankier about I it i honestly think even if it had been backend people probably may, would have been a little bit crankier if only just because i feel like 
the fans of Beckyon are crankier than the fans of Kai. I think like that's probably I don't know. There. Like Kai, Kai's like persona. I yeah. just feel like I don't know. Beckyon is like really flirty and yes. like over the top with his fans. So I feel like if he had been revealed to have a girlfriend, his fans would have taken it more personally. They than would have Kai's. gotten back on their betrayal train. With him. <clears throat> yeah. Whereas yeah. Kai's fans are kind of like, man, whatever. Like let him. Be with whoever and he wants. the like the cool or the you know the thing about Blackpink, and again we guys we only ever get like international views of this and English co- translated comments and like whatever, so we don't actually know how anybody really feels. But it seems like the international blinks like again don't care mm-hmm. because Blackpink has a girl crush concept where a lot of their fans are girls who are supposed to just want to be like Blackpink, mm. so it doesn't like hurt the image if they yeah, have yeah, boyfriends yeah. because that's because the point. they're not trying to like their fans are not like boys who have crushes on them they're girls who think they're cool yes yeah but they definitely and what's cooler than dating an exo right but they definitely do have fanboys like a lot of them yeah and like i knew what happened i thought it was really funny because yeah this news broke like at like 2 a.m korea time like on the like it was very very early on the first when this broke Mm -hmm. um so everybody on the other side of the world was like still awake and there were all these people on twitter and reddit and stuff being like wow all the fans are being really supportive i think this is like a true sign of times changing and i was like y'all it's been two hours like yeah People haven't had time to gather their evidence, which people they had are still by the drunk morning. from New Year's. They yeah. haven't processed it yet, and so like they always do. By the next morning, all of their ha- there were all of those blog posts from Jenny fans being like, "Here are all the ways she has wronged us." Because mm-hmm. that's what happens in dating scandals. Is then people decide that every time offended. they've ever been slightly irked by their idol's attitude, like then they need to document mm-hmm. them all as proof of she doesn't care about us anymore. Yeah, as if, like, by being in a relationship, the idol can no longer... Like, it is not possible for the idol to invest as much in their group if they're in a relationship, which is, like, ridiculous. Because then that's our... that's That logic is saying that you must dedicate 100% of your heart, soul, and mind to this group 24-7. And that having a personal relationship of any kind right. is going to distract you from that. being a part of this group. And that's like, ugh, let yeah. idols bang. This is ridiculous. Hashtag let idols bang. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I have anything more to say about this because, again, it felt really random to me. Mm-hmm. So there's also, unlike other fun ships that have broken, there's no, like, hordes of videos of Kai and Jenny interacting. There's none of that. Yeah, because they're, the they're, like, not, they're not in the same company. And, they've like, never done anything very, together. Mm-hmm, yeah. So there's none of that to, like, squee over. So that's no fun. And, like, they both, like, I feel like they should all... I don't know, not conspiracy theory. Like some people think that like this got out to distract from everybody being mad at Jenny for being lazy. Maybe. Because I feel like if they wanted to hurt them, like again, like sorry to bring it back to this because I know they're different and everybody's fighting about them now this week. But like with the Hyuna, Edon, QB things, all of those rumors came out that day in a way that seemed malicious. Like Mm -hmm. someone was trying to hurt someone or get 
gets because it was like everyone was in the middle of promoting and they dropped five scandals in a day. But it was like if someone wanted to hurt jo- Kai and Jenny, they could have dropped this stuff a couple weeks ago when they were still on shows together. Like, yeah, because they both were done with promotions. Mm-hmm. Like the last guy of the year, like was over. Yeah. So there was no more chance for them to like have public appearances canceled or to have fans yell mm-hmm. like. It it like landed at a very totally. nice time where no one had to it get harassed. It was a harassed. very convenient time yeah. in both of their careers for this news to come out. Um, and I think I don't know. Part of me was just sort of like, well, that probably won't last. Yeah, I don't know. I I I, I didn't see this and think like, wow, they've this is yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I hope they're having fun, and I bet they like each other a lot. And it's yeah, real cool, I hope, but I hope that they have fun. And that their relationship goes well for as long as it does. I hope they don't get harassed. Um, And that's all I have to say about it. Okay. I have no, I'm apathetic. Yeah. Supportive, but apathetic. Yeah. I like, I don't want either of them to have any like pain or any career problems because of this. I think it's very meh Mm -hmm. and whatever. Also, I was thinking like, because you told me that she has a dog named Kai and a bear named Nini, which who knows when she got that bear, like maybe he gave it to her or whatever. And that's why her fans say that people call her Nini too, because she's Jenny. Oh, okay. Interesting. But I was also thinking like, and she's young and like she's probably an exo fangirl. Yeah. And so that like how cool for her to now be like dating. No, yeah. Like, it's it's good, fun. I hope go, they're girl. having fun. Yeah. But do I think I will there will be wedding announcements and fun? No. no, I don't. I uh, yeah. I assume that do we I will think- not see them. We won't hear anything about this and 8 months from now it'll get buried in a news story. Uh they broke up. They don't have time to see each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of totally. my prediction. I I fully go. expect that we will not see or hear from them as a couple at all. Like I don't know. I still don't think anybody's ready for that. Like I I really don't. Cause I, yeah. cause I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that like Hyuna gave everybody weird expectations. She's not like other people <laughs> because like I, when the news broke, there were like a couple I saw like there were people who were like Kai Jenny shippers before yeah. this because there's always there's, sure, always, there's always someone. someone. And so those people were like freaking out and were being like, oh my God, they're going to do a magazine shoot together. Like they're going to host this together. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no guys, Can't you're wait for not going to be... see them. Mm-hmm. You're not going to yeah. see them. Because on the one hand, like Kiana and Edon, you're like, oh yeah, like I can't wait to see Kai and Jenny be like a public couple, but that's never going to happen because Kiana and Edon are not with a company anymore. <laughs> like the reason that they do that is because they don't have anybody to tell them no. Yeah. Like SM and YG would never allow that to no happen. No way. Like the only reason that we got Kaistel shit is because Kai and Crystal were from the same company. Yeah. So it made sense for them to like do photo shoots together. And it wasn't just the two of them, like Third Wheel Timmin was there too. Exactly. So, like, we're not going to get a Kenny Instagram or whatever. No, probably not. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, good luck to you, kids. And that that was, I guess that was a fun yeah. way to start out the year. Be safe. Don't laboom it. Yeah. Good tip. <laughs> good tip. Which uh, one is the, isn't it? Oh, no, it's JYP who does sex ed. They're screwed. <laughs> I know. No, they're in trouble. Wait, I'm... Just gonna let's yeah. not put that out let's into not. the universe and jinx some poor, <laughs> poor child. Um, okay, so today, <laughs> today's topic, um, I, I, it feels slightly late, but at the same time, it's like, when else are we going to talk about this? So there are 
at the end of the year, every year, the last week of the year specifically, mm-hmm. um, the major cable stations do these things called Gaios. Yeah. They all have a different a different name that essentially means song festival in some cutesy Korean way. Mm-hmm. Um and they're like a big part of the end of the year. Yeah, they're basically end of the year like recap shows where they they're not they they come after all of the award shows and they are not award shows. Like they're not they don't give out prizes. They're not competitive. It's just like an appreciation of like here are the hit songs of this year. Um and so it's almost like as if like TRL did some sort of like New Year's, New Year's Eve music video countdown or whatever and like the top 10 songs of the year like maybe those artists came and performed or something or like whatever the fuck they do in Times Square with yeah. like people coming and performing and stuff. It's basically like that. It's like a year in review. Um, but it, there are three major shows yeah. that happen the last week of the year. Yes. Um, and I'm going to go through them in order of who's been on the longest. Okay. So KBS's, which is called Gallo de Chucky. Okay. Uh, theirs has been on since 1965. Wow. It's been their New Year's show. So, like, it's been a thing forever, but it was an award show until uh, 2006. Oh. Um, So these used to be the end of the year award shows. But then, I guess, in the early 2000s, it was like, there are too many award shows. And then, and there were also, same like we talked about on the award show episode, Companies were boycotting these things mm. because they're unfair and whatever. So they all, we'll talk about it, but they all basically around the early 2000s stopped making these end of the year shows, award shows. And just made them like fun, fun performance. Song festivals is the only point. Um, and sometimes there's like weird themes or uh, KBS's doesn't look like they do themes. Um I mean, there's not much to say except, like, these are a thing. So KBS's has been on since 1965, um, and this year it was on the 28th of December. Okay. And the theme this year was huge, fantastical party. (laughs) So I don't know. That's not even a theme. Um, And then the next one in the list uh, is NBC's, and theirs is called Gallo de Jejon. Mm-hmm. And it's been on since 1966. They stopped doing awards in 2004. So they were the first one okay. to s- turn theirs into not an award show anymore. Um, and this one is on New Year's. Like they get to yeah, do. Yeah, they get the actual countdown. The countdown. Um, and then the other one is, like, the, I think the bigger, like, the most spectacly of all of them. And that's SBS's, and theirs is just called Gaio Dejon. Yeah, and theirs, I feel, I totally agree that theirs is a larger spectacle, partly just because the arena, like, the venue itself is so much larger. It's outdoor, isn't it? Like I mean, the, it seems like a stadium, like, when you watch, like it. or if it's not an outdoor, it's an indoor arena, because it's, like, yeah. arena. The stadium like. seating is huge. It's absolutely enormous, and the um, stage itself is very big, and I feel like it has a larger production value. Like, it has 
pieces that move on the stage and like um it's more of a a set and a production whereas like the NBC one is just it's like it looks like a music show basically yeah. it's like a music bank yeah 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 and i wonder if it is like if it's tradition based or whatever because like we said the other two like started in the 60s mm. and were just like a thing that were on every new year's yeah. and SBS didn't start doing theirs till 97 which mm. is like first gen k-pop is in full swing so i think they just like have always had a more modern spectacular yeah. era like aura to them or whatever that makes sense um but they stopped giving out awards in 19 in 2006 so, um, yeah, all of these things used to be award shows and now they're not. But SVS does usually, or well, from 27 to, from 2007 to 2013, they had like very distinct themes to their years. Um, and one that lots of people remember was in 2012, they did something called Color of K pop, <laughs> where, um, Okay, oh, here it says, this one aired live at Korea University. So it's like a okay. university stadium. That's probably why it's so big. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, so this color of K-pop thing was they made four, quote-unquote, super idol groups. Basically, they played our fantasy group game. Pretty And much. they made two boy groups and two girl groups. But only out of, like, specific companies. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the two different boy groups, they had members of the same... Yeah, the, the girl groups, groups are the same. Um, yeah, so it wasn't so diverse, but it was yeah. like they were trying to do something really interesting. So there was like Mystic White, which was the girl group, and they were like mermaid princesses. And that was the name of the song, was yeah, Mermaid, mermaid Princess. Princess. Do you want to list who okay, was Okay, sure. Uh, Jiyoung from Kara, Bora from Sistar, Sunwa from Secret, Gayun from 4-Minute, and Lizzie from After School. Mm-hmm. And then the next, the boy group, Dramatic Blue... They sang a song called Tearfully Beautiful. And this was Yosub from Beast, Joe Kwan from 2AM, Woo Hyun from Infinite, Go or Geo from M Black. Sorry, no I don't know how to say that. And Neil from Teen Top. Neil? Yeah. Or is it Nile? I don't know. It's spelled interesting. Well, how's it spelled? N I E L. Oh, that's not how you spell Neil. Niel, Niel, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then the other boy group was Dynamic Black, mm-hmm. and this was Ki Kwang from Beast, Jin Woon from Two AM, Hoya from Infinite, Lee Jun from M Black, and Eljo from Teen Top. So again, it's just Beast, Two AM, Infinite, M Black, and Teen Top. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. those are the only groups we were pulling from. And they did a song called Yesterday that was written by <laughs> Shin Sedong Tiger, who wrote like all of Momo Land's like biggest hits. Yeah, so. And then the only good part of this whole, if you ask me, yeah, this yeah, yeah. whole Colors no, 100%. of K-pop. The only song that I would recommend. Is the girl group, the other girl group, which was called Dazzling Red. And you won't believe this lineup. Nicole from Kara, Hyolin from Sistar, Hyosung from Secret, Hyana from 4-Minute, and Nana from After School. I know. That truly is a super group. Yes. That really is. Like, this one, good job, SBS. This was the success. That one was the success. Oh, but let's also explain just for a moment, like these quote unquote super groups, like they were created. So basically what happened is like during this 2012 SBS Gaio show, like these four four groups 
came out and they performed an original song. But that's it. That's all they did. They were not a group that promoted or produced multiple things throughout the year. They didn't have actual comebacks. They didn't release, like, music videos or whatever. It was, like, each group had a short VCR and Mm -hmm. then one performance at this music show and that was it. Like, they were one and done. Um, So it's not like they were, it's not like a one-on-one style of, like, they're going to have a contract or something. But the Dazzling Red performance is actually worth watching. It's a good song and, like, filled with superstars. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if it's, like, that's the reason, if that's part of the reason that that one survives so well is because, like, the majority of the people in it have survived past it, like, all of this That's time. That's true. They definitely have. And also, like, I mean, I don't know. It, it's always worth watching Nana do anything yeah. because she's so stupidly beautiful that you just, like, it's it's always worth watching her. Yeah. Period. Yeah. End of sentence. <laughs> um, but Guyos are fun. I do agree. I wish I could remember where I saw it. I feel like it was in an article at some point, or maybe it was just a tweet this weekend, <laughs> that was saying that, like, sure, it's okay, I guess, to see your group perform that single for the 50th time at the end of the year, and maybe they did a remixed mm-hmm. dance break in the middle, but the only reason Giles are any good is because of special stages. Like, totally. That's what they're for. It's totally. like weird crap like that. Like mm-hmm. all the girl groups doing a weird medley or like here this year there were some like I think the thing that tends to happen these days or happen most often because it's easy is like here are eight boys from some new hotness groups and they're going to do an old H.O.T. song. And yeah. here, like people just like redoing covers mm-hmm. of like classic. There was a really good one this year of like some Monster X's and some Seventeens and some. Oh, are you talking about the, the again two, again? Yes, one? they did a two p.m. You sent it to me. Hold on, let me pull it up. I was just thinking about that too. Okay, it's um, Monster X, Seventeen, and One Hundred One. Okay, they did again again at the SBS Gaio. Yeah, and that's like a that's a mm-hmm. two p.m. song. So like that yeah. kind of stuff is really fun. Um, but then other times it's weird, like especially when they. When they give uh, whole companies like a a moment, mm. like I think it was at KBS's this year, they gave JYP and SM each like fifteen minutes or something, and JYP used their fifteen minutes to put like all of their kids, like the Day Six kids and the God Sevens and the Twices or whatever, and have them like cover classic JYP songs and mm. do cool arrangements and like be all mixed together, and they like made a cool comprehensive family stage sm had nct sing three times and red velvet did like half of bad boy in the middle and i think maybe someone sang a tvxq song for half a set like they i feel like they wasted their 12 but it's like yeah. that's what happens where with these shows where it seems like they're just like you have 15 minutes like we don't care we don't do. care what you do but here's some time fill it yeah and so people fill it very differently like there was one yeah. i watched like la- uh, the other night from 2010 or something, it was an SBS and it was called like girls time. And they had like, uh, like sister and four minute and, and after school and secret and like all the girl groups of the time. But it was like four minute came out and did a dance to an English song. They weren't singing. They weren't mm. singing it. They were just doing a weird dance 
<laughs> then FX came out without Amber and just did their new single. But then After School came out with a whole marching band and like did drum solos. And then like Secret did a Pussycat doll song and it like wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, all the girls came out on the stage and they played like a medley of all of their songs, but like not everyone knew the choreography. And I don't know, there's just like a sloppy, like it's the end of the year. Like people just have this on in the background, like yeah. kind of attitude to these and shows. There, that's kind of fun. <laughs> definitely. There's also that element of like, well, these groups have been performing and like preparing for their own individual comebacks all throughout the year and then right before the end of the year shows are all of the award shows which you have to prepare separate performances for and then when you get to these collab shows or collab stages uh, for these end of the year award shows it's like these people have practiced this three times in the last two days and that is the only preparation that they've had so there's definitely like an air of Oh, is this going to go okay? Yeah. Like, how is this going to go this time? Several things but I watched fine. this week, there was, like, panic in people's eyes of, like, yeah. I don't think I practiced this remix choreo enough times. Yeah. Like, I feel awkward about it. Um, but anyway, they're mostly fun. I feel like I also almost never get to watch Gaios because it is at that very weird last four days of the year yeah. where I'm already getting behind on things and, like, I feel like I never have time to watch them. Totally. I feel like I usually end up just looking for specific group stages. I mm-hmm. definitely have never sat down and watched an entire show before this year. Well, we did <laughs> this, this year. year. And I think we like, I, that's a good segue. So let's just get into it. So like to give us something to hold on to, <laughs> yeah. we did watch NBC's Gaio this yeah. year because it was Mostly because it was hosted by Mino. That's why I bothered to watch the whole thing. True. Uh, there was also a fairly easy to find English subbed yeah. version. And they are the show that has the actual New Year's Eve countdown in it. So, like, they are the for real end of, end the, of year the year show. show. So, we chose to watch NBC's. Um, full disclosure my computer is very old and slow. And so <laughs> it was absolutely painful to try and watch <laughs> the English subbed version on that like you know like you know back you know those shady websites back alley <laughs> internet site that like has this whatever ver- English subbed version it just took so long to load so like halfway through and the show's long it's like three and a half hours long and it yeah. has two parts it's super long and it was taking forever to load and I was like <laughs> I don't have four days to watch this so eventually I gave up and I just watched the non-subbed version on YouTube so like about 45 minutes into this show, I no longer had the narration to go along okay. with it. But on the other hand, like, you don't really need it. Like, no. the, the MCs are just there to, like, fill up some time while no, people yeah. get into position. Like, there's no, they don't really have interviews no. and, like, shit like that. And it's so. mostly awkward. But I, I watched the whole thing this year <laughs> because, like I said, Mino was an MC, so there was, like, reason to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would also... Just type it into YouTube and watch performances. But I wanted oh, to no, see no. the whole I watched thing. the show. I watched them talk. <laughs> okay, I just, just didn't, didn't have the subtitles. <laughs> um, so to get started, this year, NBC Gaio DJ John 2018, the MCs were Mino from Shiny, uh-huh. Yuna from Girls Generation. It was her fourth time hosting mm-hmm. this particular Gaio. But if you look at the Wikipedias for the other two, this girl hosts these things 
All the time. I feel like she is a go-to MC. Yes. Her she and Lee Tuck from so Super Junior, things. they're just like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. can host stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this comedian mm-hmm. named Hong Chol, who you would recognize from a Psy music video and a Sistar music video. He's just... He's a lot. Funny guy who's around. And then uh, Unwu from Astro. Yes. Who also hosted with Yuna last year. So it was like their second time hosting Mm -hmm. together. He's very pretty. He is very pretty. So they opened the show with this uh, weird tracking shot of like Yuna getting her makeup on and Mina was like, come on, it's time to go. And then they had to banter in the hallway like, are you ready? Are you nervous? I'm so nervous. (laughs) I'm not nervous at all. And then uh, they came out and Yuna and Unu sang Balloons by TVXQ. Oh my God. (laughs) I couldn't believe that they started with fucking balloons. (laughs) Guys, if you haven't heard this song, I highly, highly recommend that you watch the music video of TVXQ (laughs) for balloons because it's one of their very first songs. It has Mm -hmm. all five members in it. The music video is literally the cheesiest fucking thing I've ever seen. It has them wearing like animal hats and costumes and it is just not a good song. It's like the cheesiest Mm -hmm. of cheesy K-pop. And it sounds like a 1990s anime theme song. Yes, it absolutely does. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, So then after they finished that little bit, then Mino and Hongchol jump out of the stage and they did (laughs) Champion by Psy, which is, if you've never heard it, it's a terrible Psy song that is set to the Beverly Hills Cop theme. That's what oh. it is. That's why you recognize it because it's the Beverly Hills Cop song that goes. Wow. Do 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 Nook at yes. this year's NBC Guile. Okay, so they were recording in, I'm pretty sure, the same room they do Music Bank. Or like M Countdown. Whatever they Whatever is. NBC's shows. Yeah. We need to talk about the <laughs> setup of this. Yes, because yes, yes. The, when I first, when it first started, I was like, okay, like we're in a little theater, like whatever. I, th- I kind of had an idea that it was going to be sort of like the Emmys or the Golden Globes yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever, right? Like just like in a theater. Um, and then after, during literally the second performance, which we'll get to in a second, like I realized that those are actually taking place on two different stages. Yeah, there are pre-tapes mixed with what was actually happening in the live. Yeah, or it's also possible that like live performances were happening in both rooms, oh, but true. they were just like on the, the camera was going back and, yeah. exactly. So basically, it's like a closed set, very small audience in both stages. Yeah. One stage was slightly bigger than the other one. And then one stage, the slightly bigger stage, had this little, like, side area on the wing where, like, one side of the stage, like, the audience is just in front. And then one side of the stage is, like, an extra stage. And then the other side of the stage is, like, a little 
pit, like sunken yeah. in like Hunger Games style pit, like a orca- little weird orchestra pit off to the side that yeah. had like three members of couches. like five different yeah. groups. Yeah, it was like it wasn't real audience seating. It was like six couches that you could only fit two to four members of a group. So it's like two seventeens, two BTSs, like three three eight pink red velvets, like, like Sekai over mm-hmm. there. Like yeah, it was so bizarre. Yes, it and was it so bizarre. Se- it seemed totally random as to who got who to got to be there, there. and it, because of the way there was a lot of empty space. Yes, it made it seem very empty, and as though they like couldn't fill the seats. It was really a weird choice. Yeah, I just have to note like one note that I took because. It it shook it shook me when Mino was doing his champion. They cut to this pool of people, and uh, Mino from Winner looks exactly like She Dragon these days. Like sunglasses yeah. inside, full bleached hair, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, is that? Are we just taking G Dragon's place while he's in the military? Because that's what it." That's what it looked totally. like to me because he was dan- like he was dancing sunglasses. I was like, he's yeah. fully taking G Dragon's spot that, right like, now. He had that crazy printed green yes. blazer on. I one hundred percent agree. I didn't even. I mean, I don't. I can't claim to know his face, but the last time I saw him, he definitely didn't look like that. Yeah. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I was surprised. So it like it, it shook me a little bit when they showed him because at first I was like, oh, G Dragon, and then I was like, no, he's not there. He can't be there. He's in the military. Um, we miss you, G-Dragon. <laughs> come back soon. Um, okay, so then after they finish that song, this is just No one another. can replace you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, a moment I had to write down after they finished that song, they like blasted a bunch of confetti everywhere. So then Yuna had confetti in her hair and Mino like reached and I know. took it. And I then know. everybody was like, he's so great. And I was like, yeah, duh. Yeah, duh. And I, it's funny. I'm glad that you brought that up actually, because I remember watching it and this was like when I was still watching the subbed version. And I remember thinking, because she talks for quite a while before he takes the confetti off and like, uh, the Astro, what's the Astro's name? Oh no. He like talks to her and like Yuna keeps talking. And I was like, is nobody going to tell her that she has confetti on her face? Like it went on for a while. And then finally she turned and said something to Mino and he immediately just took it off. I was like, ah, oh, thank you. I was worried about that confetti because when they first showed how much of it was in his wig, I was like, oh no, if he picks it out, what if his wig gets messed up? There is literally a part in my, <laughs> like during part two where I wrote, Mino's suit is so shiny and his wig is so bad. <laughs> to explain to people who are like not deep into this showels, Mino is currently filming a movie with Megan Fox that yeah. will probably be real cool or whatever, but he's playing a soldier in it. So, yeah. so we are all a military positive haircut. his hair, his head is shaved. Yeah. But when he's been going on award shows, he is very clearly wearing a wig and we're just like, all of us Mino fans have just been like, just let us just see it. Wear, yeah, I just don't. wear your hair, whatever it is. Like, it's fine. I'm sure yes. you still look beautiful. Yeah. You look great no matter what you steal. Nothing <laughs> can be worse than the Lucifer baby bang. So just right. take the wig just off, take it off, coward. Just take it off, coward. So anyway... Confetti. You can always tell if a boy is wearing a wig by the way it sits on his head. Mm -hmm. It's either too tall up by his forehead or it doesn't lay flat on the nape of his neck. Just a tip. Yeah. Pro tip for those looking for wigs. Yeah. And and this this ties into our new segment called, is this a wig? wig? (laughs) 
If you are unsure if something send is a wig, in. send it to us. We'll judge. K-pop we boys may wear more wigs than you think. Yep, that's one of my best catchphrases. Yeah. Um, okay, so after the intro, the first person to start the show, this is, I have thoughts about this, Momoland. <clears throat> yeah. They did a mashup mm-hmm. of B- Boom Boom and Bam. Yeah. Which I think was a mistake. I agree because we get it. They're the same song like and leaning into that isn't fun. No, I thought like (laughs) I thought it was a terrible idea because it's like Boom Boom and Bam came out far enough apart in the year where you could be like, oh, there are a lot of similarities in this song. Like, okay, I get your thing yeah right? like quote unquote this, this is, is your your thing. your thing right but when you layer them on top of each other the way that they did for this show where it was literally like the first verse of bam and then the chorus of boom boom and then the hook of bam, like it literally yeah. just alternated and it wasn't like they combined the choreo and the, they literally just cut and pasted alternated a verse and like one group the group that was doing the boom boom parts were all wearing pink and the group that was doing the bam bam parts were all wearing white and they were even like set on separate it was so it felt really stupid in the sense that was like you're drawing attention to the fact that you did literally the same song twice and i feel like that's a bad idea it makes you look bad yeah it's not it's it isn't cute and i also just as somebody who knows both of those those choreographies found it very stressful oh yeah and looking at their faces i was stressed out because i could tell that they, like we said at the beginning, they probably hadn't practiced this a ton of times. Like, they didn't have time to. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, a fear in their eyes that, like, you know they've done both of those songs hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. But, like, to mix them up, that's just, yeah. like, asking there for trouble. There was just the look in their eye of, like, you could just tell that they were um, thinking Thinking so hard. Thinking so hard because they had to fight the urge to do the other dance. dance, Even though they each member was only doing one of them. They weren't, like I said, they weren't switching back and forth. So like if you, you were either on the BAM team or you were on the boom, boom team, but like to be doing boom, boom. And then the chorus, the the BAM BAM starts. Oh, rough. Yeah. It was, it was, plus they were going first and like, that's gotta be intimidating too. I just, my heart felt for them. I felt like they, that wasn't a great, they could have done better. Yes. They could have done better. Um, and then next up was a G idol remix. This was a pre-tape or it was in, or it it was in that other studio. It wasn't in the one where in the the main stage where the, I mean, there was an audience. Yes. That's the thing is like, that's why it felt like a music show because it felt to me in all of those, like either pre-tapes or happening in another room once it was a smaller room completely surrounded by just the fans of that yeah. thing, like at a music no show. No celeb audience. Yes. Uh, you know so- what? I think that they were filmed at the same time and it was just happening in another room because uh, some of the audience, that some of the celeb audience performed in the other room. You're right. And they were still wearing the same costumes. You're right. So, so it I must think have they been did at happen the at the time. same time. Uh, so G. Idol did like a slight remix. It was called a house version yeah. of Han, which was basically an octave lower yeah. than the original one, which was fine. Like they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they really slayed it. Um, and then they cut out out to the street, Paul Paganza, like, did yeah. a little 
little one of their cute little guitar songs out in the street of Hongdae. Yeah, which was a really cute segment. Mm-hmm. And clearly they did perform it live because at the end of the show, the girls were on the stage. But the audio that they used was not was, what was happening, not at absolutely. all what was happening outside. There were like three more instruments in that audio, which I didn't even realize until halfway through the song. And I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's a piano in the background. Like there's a violin yeah. in this song. And people in the background were like singing along and clapping. And yeah. it was just like, that was not on the <clears throat> No, track. they just like piped in the like regular audio, which I thought was kind of a bummer. Like I wonder, I, I don't know. That was kind I, of a shame. Personally, I will just say like, I really like the music that those girls make. I really like those albums. They are like very good background music, but I have seen them live several times and they're, they are often oh. very, very off. Like the Yikes. the main girl doesn't often sing in key. Like I feel like sometimes they're really disappointing live. So there's a chance that oh. they might have had to fair enough overdub fair it. Enough. I was not familiar with that group or that song, but I wrote that it was um, a cute bubbly made for TV movie montage music. They sing those like the like ice cream and the chocolate songs that like I feel like you might have heard them in my car before. They just like sing Possibly. like nice cafe music. I next I have Icon came out yes no you skipped uh, I skipped a group I guess called Vibe and Ben <gasps> oh you're right it was just three people in white suits two boys and a girl I wrote highest falsetto I've ever heard and then I skipped it because it was just like a ballad that I wasn't familiar yeah with. I guess I didn't even write it down I didn't but then it was it Icon. then it was Icon yeah. Um, and they did Goodbye Road and Love Scenario. And honestly, they were great. They were great. And I, they were in yeah. the main room. Yeah. No, I, I have Icon pre-tape. B- B2B was next and they were in the yeah, main yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in the main room. Um, I thought Icon was really good. I like wasn't. I I have not been very familiar with Icon until just recently when in our dance class we learned the dance to Killing Me. Um, and I really liked that song. I was like, this song is very interesting and the choreo was cool. Um, and then watching this performance of both Goodbye Road and Love Scenario, like they sound great. Yeah. Um, and both of those songs are jams. I really, really enjoyed them. Yeah, they were great. Um, and then, oh, and they even opened that segment with a little because I guess all of a lot of these segments were supposedly themed and it would be like yeah ooh, these were the hotness that people searched for this was the oh yeah 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 so right before Icon and uh B2B and well I guess it was just Icon and B2B so right before they came out the MCs came out and they introduced the next two performers as being um favorite sing-alongs yeah so and they showed that those videos of all the kids like singing love scenario and yeah stuff. Icon was like the most uh was the favorite of kids in school like yeah. elementary school students yeah because they love that love scenario song yeah um, and then B2B came out and they sang that song that they came out with <laughs> Only this one year. Time. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And it was it was nice. I don't know. It they're, was fine. I, nice. I didn't really like it. I was kind of bored. Yeah. But whatever. It just was. They looked um, nice. Then Sunmi Sun came Me out came to slay. Out and I wrote, boobs! Because <laughs> it started with an overhead shot. <laughs> and it was just like cleavage in her like dramatic as fuck sequin silver flapper it had dress. like chandel it like had like chandelier chains of like yeah it was like jewels hanging off diamond of it. dripping from her dress like it was 
she looked she was great it was great she did siren and then she like marched out to the weird couch yep. where all the panicked celebrities and excited ass Mino were waiting yep. to do the gashina dance real quick yeah. and he was the only one who looked really excited to do it everybody else seemed everyone else was like oh no what is she to. doing why is she coming over here and Mino was like yes come over here <laughs> what are we moment. gonna do <laughs> it was it, that was really he was cute. having a really good time it was very <laughs> he fun. was he was having fun um, okay, so next was something that literally every Gaio did this year, which was a yeah. Queen tribute. Uh-huh. Because I guess, like many people, South Korea saw Bohemian Rhapsody and decided that Queen is good. Yeah. Yeah, doy. For the first time realized <laughs> that Queen is Queen. So Hwasa comes out in those awful cutoff Chunga jeans that we talked about last week. Those fucking <laughs> garter belt jeans that I did not want to catch on. And now we're all... Doomed. We're all doomed. <laughs> uh, so she the did. first sign of the apocalypse. I know. Pop apocalypse. Pop apocalypse. So she did Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody and Rock You. And, and it was, those- oh, who were the boys? It wasn't day six. Was it day six or was it like a different? I feel like the rock band oh, the boys rock that, band were, that playing were playing with her were someone. <clears throat> I actually wrote down who is the backing band because I oh. I didn't know. And I didn't catch it in the introduction because um, this stage was um, – Introduced as being a variety show performers that stole audience hearts. And so the first one was Hwasa, who was dubbed like the queen of eating because on all the variety shows that she was on this year, like anything she ate on the show immediately would like get sold out or something. By, yeah. Like, and watching. there was also like this, uh, this clip that was going around a lot of her. I live alone because mm-hmm. she wears really, really, really long nails, like much longer than most people would deal with. Yeah. And she was just like eating voraciously, like with these, enormous nails and then everybody just sounded so like fascinating yeah and like how wow she's like very good at maneuvering those stupid nails that she like has all the time yeah and then the second um part of the queen tribute was like tied into some other variety show person whose group it's like a duo named narazo and they i guess are famous for like their transformations they seem to be like celebrity impressionists in a way Uh, um but anyway i really died when um huasa's backup dancers came out for we will rock you mm -hmm. because it was just the cheesiest like corn like corniest thing i don't know something about something about that whole stage was just like so lame to me it seemed really really corny i don't know yeah okay i found out who the band was i was doing some googling who is it they're called one we o-n-e-w-e and they are a band under rbw which is mama's company so okay okay it was like her company band all right well, yeah, so she came out in those terrible pants and she did a very <laughs> silly, um, I mean, she sounded phenomenal because she's a great singer, but like, it was just a silly performance. Yeah. And then this group, Narazo, came out and they did I Was Born to Love You and Don't Stop Me Now. And the main guy was wearing this like insane lime wig green and lime jumpsuit. No, that's not a wig. That was definitely his hair. Really? Yeah, for Ooh. sure. It was definitely wow. his hair. It might have been a fake mustache. Okay. But it was for sure his hair. Um, and he was wearing this like 
bell-bottomed, like, velour, lime green, bedazzled onesie, and his counterpart had, like, a mesh shirt on. And they sounded amazing, and I just wrote, like, I think Freddie Mercury would love this. Yeah. (laughs) It was, like, a man of – a person of questionable gender and, like, a man in a mesh, and they were just wailing. Yeah. Well, there you go. Next thing I had in my notes, we talked about it this morning, but I just wrote slow sadness for 10 minutes. Yeah, it was another variety show stage. So like the first one with Queen was like variety show performers who stole our hearts. And the second one was variety show tear jerkers. So like contestants or competitors on different shows that made the audience cry. And so the two singers had been on other singing competition shows and they did like an acoustic whistle the first one was like an acoustic version of that Blackpink whistle song we put uh-huh. on. And then they did like some other medley of songs I didn't really know. It was really long. I skipped ahead. Yeah, I skipped ahead too. It was like literally 10 minutes. And I didn't know who either of those people were. So I was just like, okay, goodbye. Um, and then the next thing I had was like specifically introduced as like a boy group segment or like yeah. these are the hot boy groups. So the NCT babies came out. I just wrote NCT baby. I know yeah. they're called NCT dream, but they're <laughs> called NCT baby to me. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with the NCT dream stage if only because I feel like NCT Dream came out with better songs than this this year. Mm-hmm. They did Go and We Go Up, which are A, like too similar of they songs. Just, to yeah, they're both together. just they screaming. They both just say, go, we go, go. <laughs> like, I, it was We're a lot. so young. Yeah, I just wrote like, these songs are dumb and they make me think of a 90s b-ball themed music video a la like, NSYNC has got the flow. Yes. We go. Oh my God, that's like, exactly that's what, it, what it is. like. Here that's, we go one more yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that was whatever. I don't know. They came out with better shit this year, I think. Uh, and then Monstax. Yep, they did Spotlight and Shootout. Um, that was fine. The was Shootout fine. move never, that intro move never gets old to me. I don't me. get tired of it. But like, again, yeah, I, it was just like the eighth time in three weeks I had seen them do this on because it's just, it's yeah. that, that's the because time of year. Do, exactly. Because they did all of the music all the awards. shows, all the award shows, and then... And this song didn't come out that long ago. So it was like music shows, then award shows, then end of the year shows. And it's like, okay, this is like the 20th time that we've seen. Yeah. So I was like a little surprised (laughs) that they didn't do jealousy because that also came out this year. Like they could have done jealousy at any point and they didn't. Oh, well. Oh, well. I mean, shootout is kind of like a phenomenon. So sure. Ride that wave. Yeah. And then BTS or just some of BTS came out to do that song, Mic Drop. Which yeah, I'm pretty sure doesn't have all the members. It didn't have in it. all of them in it. It only had maybe like five. There's seven of them total. Yes. Oh, I'm the wrong person to ask for that. Yes, but there are. I, I'm sure of. I'm sure of this. Now that I'm thinking about it, though, I didn't write down that it seemed like some of them weren't there. So I can't. I honestly can't tell you. I just remember that they did mic drop, uh-huh. and that that is and a song a I know is a Steve Aoki song, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that. Possibly not all of them are in it. But anyway, that was just like a a teaser of BTS because they weren't done. Like they'd be back. Yeah, they just came out and did that one song and then they came back later. Um, Twice, I think, actually. No, just one more Just the one more time. Just one other time. Um, And Um, then to close out the first half, MCs came out and talked about how important TVXQ is mm -hmm. and how TVXQ specifically 
inspired members of Wana One. So yeah. a couple of Wana Ones came out. Only five of oh, here's where only five ah. of them came out because I I did write down where's the rest of Wana One because um, there was only five of them and I don't keep up with Wana One. So I was like, oh, did some of them like leave? <laughs> and now there's only five. But anyway, they came out and they did Rising Sun, which isn't a good TVXQ song. So like whatever. And then, but then, and then unfairly to the rest of everybody, they brought out TVXQ. So this show is, (laughs) is broken. I mean, it all airs at once, but it's for some reason broken up into part one and part two. So TVXQ is the closing of part one Mm -hmm. and they fucking brought it down. Yeah. It was amazing. But this is, this is what made me feel like it was almost a definite that some things were pre-recorded because TVXQ started with like a medley of like a neurotic and a they did your head down and whatever. They did drop it. Okay. And you know, it was going so hard. And then they did neurotic <laughs> and Changmin entered on that fucking high note, greased up like a thought. Like, yeah, his hair was so greasy. And then they did uh, Chance of Love. And and then that and when they did that, they were cutting to like XO being shook on the couch uh-huh. and like everyone was there. Then, then they were in different outfits, completely surrounded by Cassie's, which made me think that second half was a pre-record. Yeah, that's totally possible because I noted that, too, that like because. When Changmin first came out, his hair was like greasy. <laughs> and then when they came out to do Truth, um, which was like the first time that that song was performed, because it's their newest song that just came out, they had a complete costume change. Changmin's hair was like very nice and dry and blow dried. Um, and, but I don't remember it being on a different stage. It was the same room. But there were only Cassie's oh. in the front and in the pit corner where the celebrity couches should be. Yeah. Nothing. There was nothing over oh, there. Oh, okay. I so didn't that's notice. why I thought so it that, was recorded earlier. It must have been recorded earlier. But like who? Yeah, but they were fantastic. Like they were so good. Changmin's high notes were out of this world. He's so good. Out of this world. Okay, that was the first half. Second half. <clears throat> so they started the second half with what I called the baby boy segment. Uh-huh. I called it a new generation stage because I think that's what they called it. Okay, yeah. Uh, so first, Stray Kids slash The Boys came out to do H.O.T. Warriors, uh-huh. Warriors Descendant by H.O.T. Yeah. And it was insane because there were like 22 people on the stage and like so many people. I've only ever seen that choreo done with five people. So it was like really nuts to see it done with like so many people. Yeah, the stage was just full. And then Golden Child came out and did Let Me and Jeannie, mm-hmm. which was very cute. The boys came out after that and did No Air, which was dramatic so dramatic dramatic. starts out with one boy doing this like crazy dance which was beautiful and then like all of the other ones came out and there Uh are a lot of them in that group um well there's 12 only a lot but whatever um and then stray kids closed it out with i am you Uh uh-huh and I don't really know anything about any of those groups because they're all too young. So I just said, okie dokie. And then I moved on. And I moved along. Uh, then it was girl. What I have girl spirit. Is that what they called it? I, yeah. I don't know so why I would have like, written that down otherwise. It was like the new boys. 
and then it was the new girls. But they didn't do a collaboration stage like Golden Child or like the boys and Stray Kids did with HOT. They just did their own individual performances. And first it was Gugu Dan who did Not My Type um, in Bad Girl School uniforms, which I wrote like because what is K-pop without at least one Bad Girl School uniform? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, But I really liked that performance. I thought it was catchy and dancey and I liked the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought they did a good job. And then it was WJSN. Uh-huh, which is Cosmic Girls. That's Cosmic Girls? Yeah, and they did... They're not G... No, I'm, that's GWSN. Oh, God. And they did Puzzle Moon. Okay. I did literally the exact same thing. It's so hard. It. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they are Cosmic Girls, and they did Save Me, Save You. Yes. <clears throat> this performance was also very dramatic. It was like the way that the boys performance mm-hmm. was dramatic and then these girls came out and it was like thunderstorm and lightning and they were wearing these like red lacy outfits oh, right 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 right, intro, right they were literally dancing to a beat that no one but them could hear not in which is not to say that they were dancing off beat it's just to say that like literally the only audio was of a thunderstorm uh-huh but they were doing choreography to it and it was really wild and then they came out and they did um their song, Save Me, Save You, which had cool choreography, but is not a song I was familiar with. Right. And then it, ca- it capped off with Lovelies, mm-hmm. which started with one of the members playing piano very uh-huh. lovely. They yeah. were wearing all white, like pretty fairy girls. Yep. Yeah. I wrote Fairy Idol to the max. I almost forgot people still made music like this <laughs> because it's I don't listen to any of that kind of music so so like I literally forgot that yeah. groups still existed that made that but then also I wrote but are they brides because they um, had bouquets as their microphones interesting so maybe they were maybe it was like some I don't know I didn't bother to look up the lyrics interesting but no, it seemed to I, have like a wedding theme a listener recently has been trying to get me onto lovelies they think that I will like them I probably will they, they're up your alley I think I think so too um, and then our trot queen Hong Jin, Hong Jin Young came mm-hmm. out and did well. I I wrote Spanish trot. What the fuck? Like that's <laughs> what I wrote when the song started. I wrote that too. I wrote Spanish themed trot. LOL. Trot is a treat. <laughs> it is. It's the kookiest thing. And then she was like doing her dance, and everyone's having a good time. And they keep cutting to like Mino and Hong Chol in the audience. And then Hong Chol <laughs> got up, yeah, and like went and joined her. Like it was like a fun surprise. <laughs> yeah, because they were like Hong Jin Young and surprise collaboration, and it just had like plus. It was like Hong Jin Young plus question mark, and then the MC jumped up and like he didn't sing; he just like danced a little bit at the very end, and that was it. Um, that was cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, their next segment they called Fantasia. Yes. Which I noticed when we were looking up some weird performances last night. I feel like there were other Gaio stages that were called, fa- like, called Fantasia. Oh, really? Know. That seems like a word they would use. Like the Midnight I- Fantasy Garden. At oh, K-Gon. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at this point in the show, I no longer had subtitles. So oh, okay. I don't know what they well, it was called them as. Fantasia. Um, all I wrote was that the little capes that oh my girl I love those little capes fucking cute they were oh my oh my girl indeed they looked 
beautiful. There was one of their, because they, like some of them were collars and some of them had turtlenecks, but they all had these little capes and they all had long sleeves. And one of the little capes had these little stars sewn yes. onto it. And it looked like fluffy and delicate. Oh, it was beautiful. Those costumes were Gorgeous. They were great. They were really good. Yeah. And they sang like one of my favorite songs off of their first album from this or their earlier <laughs> album from this year. And I hadn't seen them in a little while. And like one of the members who had braces last time I saw her like doesn't anymore. And I was like, oh, oh, oh my girl, you're growing up. Um, and then G friend did time for the moon night. And they like started with this very interesting thing where one of the members was dancing where and an mm. animated shadow version of her was yeah. like also doing the dance behind, behind her. her on the screen. Yeah. And that was a little something. Uh, this segment, I was weirded out by the fanboys. Sorry. I just, the way they yell make me makes me feel scared. I also <laughs> wrote, wow, the fan chants. Because the fan chants for, specifically during G-Friend, were so loud yeah and there's just something like i don't know maybe it's like a weird like survival instinct of like a woman my woman lizard brain that's like when i hear a whole bunch of men screaming men shouting i'm just like run run for your life (laughs) yes (laughs) i agree like i don't know it makes me scared i was just like this is not a good place to be (laughs) get away um uh, whatever yeah (laughs) And then A Pink came out. I did not, not like their outfits at recognize all. Oh, them you didn't recognize them? I didn't like all. their outfits. I was upset about their outfits. Um, yeah, I didn't love their outfits, but also like when they came, because when they first like transitioned from G Friend to A Pink, like they were happening on different stages. And so the camera just like suddenly panned like across like a line of dancers or whatever. And I, I didn't recognize literally any of them until the song started. And then I was like, oh, this is A Pink. Um, and then obviously I could like p- find all of their faces. But when they first appeared, I was like, who is this group? Yeah, and this was their third unnecessary remix of the week. Like, they mm. they went to Every Guile this year and did some, like, d- a different interpretation of I'm So Sick at every single one. Yeah. And I didn't love it. And again, they, like, didn't look confident in any of them because I knew they didn't yeah. have... They have a comeback in a week, so they were not practicing They're, this like, shit. preparing other things. Yeah. So it was weird. Um, then I wrote... Beck Ji Young and Chen. Uh huh. Yeah, they and I came wrote, out. Um, meh. I wrote pretty, <laughs> but snore. Yeah, it was pretty boring. Yeah, it was dull. I didn't even. This was a point where I like got up and was like doing other things and just let it play in the background because it was just like Chen and singing, like pretty. But as I was telling you earlier, I also felt like it. What? Because I've watched met. There are many songs of his that I've watched where it's just a ballad, but like the ballad is powerful and dynamic and mm-hmm. like really shows off his skills as a singer. And this ballad, I didn't think did any of those things. So I it agree. was just, it's not worth watching. It was fine. Sorry, sorry, baby. Next, seventeen. Seventeen came out to do BSS, and I wrote, "They look like angels." <laughs> 
I wrote, oh, they're all doing it together. The only thing better than BSS is all of 17. Yeah. So it was like really fun to see them all do Just Do It. And like, yeah, like Josh and June, like saying lines. I was like, this is crazy. It's like a different song now. I know, but it was so fun. And like, Busuk Soon were still like the leads in it, which was good. I was like, don't take that away from them. Like they worked really hard on their comeback and they did a really great job. And they just looked like icy Disney Disney princesses. Yeah, they were wearing like princes, like white princesses. And I flew like suits, suits. and they like I wrote I said they look like angels. Yeah, um, and then they did after they the just do it like you know uh, yeah transitioned into an oh my into yeah like a different a, like slightly shortened version of and oh my Boo got so much camera time I just was very like they just weren't even putting the camera on other people and I was like there you go babe you get it all yeah. Um, then Vix came out to continue their like vampire. Oh my like, gosh! They've spent the end of this year just like going like full creepy vampire. Their fans are like lit. I've seen them like losing their minds over this full creepy vampire. And I I have not kept up with Vix. I am not like a particularly strong Vix fan, so like I had never heard this song before, like seen any of their performances. And so I just saw, like, I was like, oh, the song's called Resurrection. And then I was like, ooh, vampires, like, way more on the nose than I expected it to be. But I wasn't not into it. Right. And by the end of the song, I was like, cor- I literally wrote, correction, very into it. Love a smoky eye, and this choreo is sexy. Yeah. Uh, it was, I did appreciate that uh, Ravi took his mullet off. I thought it was yes. really, we, I, I put it, I put a picture of it on the Twitter a couple of days ago after it happened, being like, LOL, shout out to Ravi for like best yeah, mullet yeah, yeah. of the year. I remember you and saying, people I were like, oh, but it's bad. And I was like, oh no, y'all, I was like, I was yeah, just trying to be like, look mullet, at this crazy ass mullet. You guys, mullets are bad, period. They're always like, bad. Some mullets are tolerable. See JB and Minghao. But like mullets are not. They're not good. But it is weird that he still has that like skunk white highlight in his hair right now. It's but it wasn't as intense in in the Gaio that we watched. It's gray. Okay, yeah. It's not white anymore. It's gray. But it like makes him look like a spooky. Yeah, vampire totally vampire manner. Like it's very spooky. It is one hundred percent on the nose with this whole resurrection idea. So yeah, Vix is going full vampire. That's fun. I don't hate it. Then Sweet Got Seven. They came out. They did look. Um, I thought it was interesting that they chose to do just that song. Yeah. Um, but I didn't hate it. When they first started, though, they did like a little intro and like the lights were down and. It was like really dark, and the only thing that you could see was somebody's shiny, shiny, shiny. Oh my god! Pants. Bam Bam was wearing like full holographic, like shiny glitter pants. disco pants. They were so bright because I wrote shiny pants. Who is it? And before the lights even came up, I could identify it as Bam Bam. Um, but yeah, they did a great job. Yeah, they did, and they also like had been at many a end of the year, many a guile previously. They'd done like a dark version of Lullaby. They'd done like they dark done all of, of these things. So a, a look is nice. Like that's what I'm saying. I appreciate a reach back to an earlier single in the year. Like totally, we've seen you do the end of the year single a bunch of times. Like. Give us a yeah. little something else. And then you don't even have to worry about remixing the choreo or doing something new with it because you're just doing the song that you haven't heard in a while. Like, I think that's a great choice. And JB doesn't have a mullet anymore and he still looks fine. A. 
F. Fine AF. My leather studded jacket. <laughs> I love you. Uh, My so leather jacket stud. Le- leather jacket stud. There we go. Um, so then next was a tribute to Tiger JK, mm-hmm. uh, which I which they called Drunken Tiger. Yes, the, he goes by both, and oh, okay. I think I think he said I don't. Uh, pardon me that I'm fuzzy on these details, but Drunken Tiger is like one of his rap personas, and I think he said this year that like he's putting Drunken Tiger away. Mm, okay, like. Sure. Something like, like how whatever. Snoop Doggy Dog turned into Snoop, Snoop Dog Lion. turned into Snoop Lion. Gotcha. Right, right, right. Um, so they did like a nice tribute to him that started with like a cool, I appreciated like video package of like rappers <laughs> from all different groups, like talking about how he inspired mm-hmm. them um, and like stuff like that. Then uh, Juan and I am from Monstax like started with like a cover of one of his songs. Which is called Monster. Mm-hmm. And then he came at, Tiger JK came, came out. Uh, then his wife come came out. And the other, I never can remember the name of the other guy that like Busy. hangs. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yun Mire and Busy. Yes. Okay. Because when we saw them, like they're, they're usually like a, a trio. trio. Um, but yeah, they just did a nice. Yeah. Really, really classic rapping, rapping, rap. Mm-hmm. Like he is one of he is one of those. Yeah. Like they had super crazy outfits. Mm-hmm. He went from like Dementor chic to like I don't know what kind of like hobo boogeyman crawled out from underneath the the couch. Right, literally reminded me of that Disney movie, a made for TV movie, uh, the Boogeyman. Which oh, one yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah. What's uh, under the what's, bed? Don't uh, look under the bed. Don't look under the bed. Um, because he had like this crazy top hat on, that, but the top <laughs> hat was made of like wire. You could uh-huh, see through uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. And like it was, he had put on like a curly wig. Like he wasn't wearing that curly hair in the first song. And then he had like this weird jacket over his like Dementor chic. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, he yeah. looked bananas. Um, but his wife sp- spat in English yeah. and like she did a phenomenal job. I like, like, lo- yeah. I love watching her because she does rap in English a lot. So I can at mm-hmm. least appreciate, like, yeah, you can like appreciate the cleverness of the lyrics. I think we've said this before. Like I feel like a reason that I can't get into or appreciate Korean rap is like, I don't understand it. I don't know who's being clever. I don't know who's like being fast, but like, and like when you don't speak the language, it's also harder to hear the words. And so like, like it, as in distinguish between individual words. When the word words. stops and a new one starts. Exactly. So yeah. you can't even really appreciate the speed or like technical skill that someone has in rapping if you don't really have an understanding of that language that they're rapping in. Right. Um, so it's fun that yeah. she does it in English sometimes. Yeah, they're great. Love them. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, then was the, like, quote-unquote final one-on-one performance. Yep. Uh-huh. They did Light and Energetic, uh-huh. um, which I've, I just absolutely love that song. Energetic, Energetic is, is such a good song. <laughs> it's such a good song. It's Thank so you, good. Wheat. Thank you, we forever. Yeah. I love Energetic, and I'm sad that I'll never get to see anyone perform it again, I guess. Wah. I guess so, yeah. We didn't talk about that, but 101 is no more. Yeah, that was... I mean, I I heard that they still have, like, a couple of concerts and, like, a fan sign at some point this month. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't their actual final, final performance, but on paper, on January 1st, 101 is disbanded. Yeah. 
Um, and they've and on and companies have already started announcing. Yeah, being like this guy's going to be in this. What's what coming up? Do with the boys. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll you know we'll see what happens. Um, I'm but feeling so energetic. Um, I liked the performance, but I just like I don't know. Their fangirl seemed sad, <laughs> and they see like Aww. I don't know. I they like, were sad. Because they were, like, cheering, but they just, they seemed a little sad. Like, that's probably such a bummer. Um, yeah, and, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that's like. And then a Mamamoo stage. Oh, my God. This Mamamoo medley. These queens came out in, like, black and gold soldier uniforms ready for battle. Yeah. They killed it. And, like, Wean was even injured. She was, like, sitting the whole time. And she still slayed it in that chair. I was trying to I remember... Was- when we saw them, was she in a chair? Was she the one who was chaired? I don't remember. Or was Solar chaired? I think it was her. I think it was Wean, actually. Maybe she has a bad Maybe ankle a or bad something ankle. that yeah. like keeps giving her trouble. Because, yeah, when we saw Mama Moo, she was also sitting stuck down. on a yeah. stool the whole time. <clears throat> but she did a great job. I even loved how they, I don't, and I can't remember, I didn't write down the name of the song um, that they did the little partner dance in. But, um, there's a part, there was some part in the medley, which I highly recommend you guys watch. It was really good. Mama Moon slays always. always. Um, but there's some, one of the songs that they did, they do a partner dance with boys and we still did it in the chair. It was really <laughs> fucking cute. It was like, they did a really good job of yeah. like working it in. Unlike Shiny when John Young was just like in a cage. Like they did a very good job yeah, of yeah, working yeah. her in. Also, I wrote down because we brought this up during G Friend, like, don't, I literally wrote down, don't you just love female audience fan chants for other girl groups? Because Mama Moo's fan chants are super loud and they're all women. And like, if you, the, when the audience, when the camera like pans to the audience, it's like girls like screaming and cheering and like mm-hmm. having such a fun time. And I really, really love the, the Moo Moo fandom. Yeah, it's great. They're sweet and fun. Um, so this next moment, I don't know if you caught this because if you weren't subtitling anymore, this was the nine minutes before midnight. I oh, took yes. extensive notes because it was crazy. Okay, I I uh, got up and walked around I at walked this around. point because I was like, I no longer have subtitles for this. So they cut to the stage. Uh, the, our four MCs are at the front. Oh, and they had changed outfits for the second half. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was wearing a way too long coat. I didn't like it. It was like a tuxedo, but the coat well, was just Well, that's when like, I wrote that his suit was so shiny and okay. his wig was so bad. Yeah. Because he changed outfits. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great. Um, but they cut to the stage, and now all the performers, all the groups are out there. Everybody's on the stage. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we have nine minutes till midnight. Cool. So, and then they start, there's like a couple people on stage wearing like piggy hats. And they're like, everyone who's wearing a piggy hat was born in the year of the pig. So, and then they would just like call on one of them Uh and they'd be like, are you excited for the new year? And then every single idol would be like, I just want to say thank you to my fans. We're going to work very hard next year. Happy new year. Yeah. And no one would like... Oh my god! It was, it was painful. <laughs> like even without subtitles, it was painful. Particularly because as they would turn around and be like, "So and so, let's hear from so and so." Like for example, they said Joshua from Seventeen, but Seventeen was way in the back of the crowd, and so Joshua started talking before he appeared. Like mm-hmm. he started to answer the question like on his way through the crowd, and then like appeared and was standing like in between Yuna and the Astro. And and then after he finished his question, they had like given him a mic. And after he finished, they just con- they didn't tell him what to do. So he like stood there awkwardly, like as a part of the MC line. And then he just like silently handed the microphone back to the Astro and was like, I'm going to go. 
<laughs> yeah. Really no, it was really funny because it was like, because they, I just think they, they were trying to fill time because they yeah. talked to somebody and then they'd be like, seven minutes till midnight. Okay. Let's talk to <laughs> one more person. And then they like Namju from a pink and like they, but nobody was giving them enough to like actually fill time. So yeah. they kept having to be like one more. We'll talk to one more person. One more person. But you know what? That Astro should have known to just pull up Song Kwan and they he would have filled that time in no seconds flat. Like Exo was back there. They had, love attention. They couldn't come out because oh, right. they, they were, hadn't performed they yet. Done. They right, weren't right, allowed right, to come right. back. They were off in the back doing doing countdown stories. You're totally on right. Instagram. Um <clears throat> but then so then they do the midnight countdown. Mm-hmm. It's midnight now. Yeah. It happened. They cut to some poor kids standing out at a temple who like could not hear that they were live, and they were just standing, staring, yeah. awkward. Then they cut back to the to the stadia or to the audience, which was really funny to watch because I had seen on several groups Instagrams like videos from the stage because you could see at midnight that a lot of the groups were in huddles yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. and a lot of them had put videos of that like on yeah, Insta yeah, yeah. already. So I'd seen it from the other angle, but then they were like, "All right, it's 2019. Who is 20 now?" And then they like oh. pulled kids from groups who are now of age because Korean age is complex. Right. Right, 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 right. So they like got the twice Nancy. Mm-hmm. She came up and they were like, You're 20 now. What do you want to do? And she was like, I want to be in a liquor commercial. <laughs> and everyone was like, Yay. <laughs> Love it. Way to plug yourself, Nancy. Yeah. Um, and that was fun. And then there were more performances. Yeah, there were five more. So then they went to what I thought was the oddest of the pre records or whatever. This twice performance because it seemed to be recorded on a sound stage and there didn't seem to be an audience. Like there was oh, something really? about the angle of that one where it just felt like they were in a room. Oh, I don't remember that one feeling particularly different. But they did Yes or Yes and, and Dance, Dance the, the Night, night Away. away. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I wrote that it was weird because something about the room or the stage they were on seemed odd. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember noticing that. Um, I wrote that they sound good. They've definitely grown as singers. Um, I know that like I've usually complained about their use of auto tune and like they, the, the quality of their live singing in this performance was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can like definitely appreciate the complexity of their choreography, but their music just isn't my style. Yeah. Uh, then Winner came out in really horrible tie-dye outfits. I just, like, wrote that the outfits were really horrible, and it was, like, all I could concentrate on. They, like, did Every Day, which was, like, a song I really liked this and year. And Millions. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But their t- outfits were really bad. I wrote that Icon is better. <gasps> Ooh. Wow, fighting words. But maybe That's it. It's true. I threw it down. Come at me. <laughs> um, Take your G-Dragon knockoff and get, get out, out of here. here. <laughs> uh... Then Red Velvet came out. I wrote, I hate Irene's top. That's oh, my God. Like I wrote, oh, my God, that green feather top. That green I feather top it. was bananas. It was like she was wearing a white turtleneck uh-huh. that had essentially a tube top made of green feathers stitched onto it. So it was unflattering. It was it ugly. Was, I was very upset about it. It looked crazy. It just it looked like. A nightmare out of Clueless. 
uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. It, was, it was a bad choice. But they did an intro and then they, like a little dance intro where each one of them got like a dance break and then they did Really Bad Boy there, Impeccable as always. Um, and then BTS came out and they did Idol. That mm-hmm. was their like last performance of the evening. Um, and then the show ended with EXO, who did Love Shot and Tempo. Yes. And then... The ending, I wrote, what is this in all caps? Because they ended the show with Hope, which is this terrible H.O.T. song that Mm -hmm. is written to Ode to Joy. Yep. And they end every SM Town family concert with this song. So it was really funny to like watch all of the SM groups be like, we know how to do this. Yep. And then everybody else who like had to also sing, like, cause they distributed the lines throughout the groups like they do at the SM yeah. show, but it was like not all SM artists who had to participate in the song. And they didn't like really make a thing out of it because the first three lines that were given the camera found the singer and, and then, then they stopped they trying, stopped to, figure out trying to figure it out and so just like a voice would come from somewhere <laughs> in this crowd of idols because it was like 10 different groups all on stage and like every group nowadays has eight or more members in it for god's sakes so there was just like literally a fuck ton of people on the stage uh-huh. you couldn't tell who was singing and halfway through the song 17 just left yeah 17 left they didn't even stay they didn't stay <laughs> and kai xo kai was the only person on that farthest end of the stage everybody yeah. else was like looking at each other like dancing having a good mm-hmm. time but kai was noticing that a whole 13 member group was leaving so he was bowing yep. to every single person and yeah, yeah, yeah. he was was the only one and they like were leaving yeah, it yeah, was yeah. so awkward and funny i think there was a, there were like a couple other members of exo that also like bowed to them and like said goodbye as they left which made me giggle and like wonder if they've become friends or like if they are any closer of acquaintances than they used to be because um well for one like i know that several members of 17 are now friends with shiny so right. like, maybe they could have become friends that way but i always think of that video that came from some like idol athletics championship whatever oh my God, yes, where yes, yes. sehun goes up to jonghan because he thinks that he's somebody else and so like sehun like comes up and like starts talking to jonghan like continues a conversation with jonghan that he was having with somebody else and halfway through realizes that he is talking to the wrong person and just literally walks away yeah. says Nothing. Just says, oh, and turns and walks away like the most awkward robot that he could possibly yeah. be. And it's like such a funny moment. And then Jonghan goes and he laughs with Monster X about it. Yes. Um, I love idols being friends. But anyway, I wonder if, if 17 and XO are friends now. Well, they don't need to be. I'm just curious. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I mean, that was a long one. We filled some time with that. But, I mean, I thought it was fun. I haven't watched a full guy in years, so it was I interesting. I totally to loved do it. So. I thought it was really fun. Um, I mean, if you have, like, time to kill or whatever, like... I don't know if, if anybody's ever watched any of the full like music bank or M countdowns or whatever. Like they're kind of fun to just like put on in the background and do different stuff because you really don't need to listen to whatever the MC is saying. It's really all for they're the performances. Just bantering. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's just for like you're there for the performances and that's what these shows are all about. I think they're fun concept. Yeah. So that's everything you need to know about Gaio's end of the year music festivals. Yeah. And uh, we'll be right back with a random game. Okay, we're back. And this time, we got an old school first generation group. 
a co-ed one at that. I know. It's been a while. It's been a while. I do think in 2019 we should do a co-ed group episode sometime because there's like 10 of them total. Like yeah. We could talk about it. Yeah, we could totally do that. But anyway, this group is called... Co- how do oh coyote is coyote. how they pronounce it. It looks like coyote but with a K. Yeah, coyote. And sometimes it's spelled T T A E at the end. Oh, co- coyote. coyote. I see. I yeah, see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They debuted in 1998 mm-hmm. as a girl and two boys. Yep. They were Korean dance and hip hop music under KYT Entertainment. And technically, like according to their Wikipedia, they're still together. Like they have not disbanded, um, but they haven't put out music in a while. Um, but yeah, basically what we found here is that the girl whose uh, name, Shinji. yes, is basically she is basically Coyote because yeah. every she's had seven dudes like uh-huh. rotate through. Yeah. And they've rotated through for a couple different reasons. Like the original, the original, oh, maybe six, I guess. Six total. Six, yeah. Six different boys have been a part of this group with her. Because the original two that were with her, one of them was from the U.S. And after their first album, he moved back to the U.S. So they brought in like a third guy to replace him. And then the other original dude got arrested for illegal drug charges. And so he got kicked out of the group and was replaced. So then they had two new people. And then and they, they went had, to the military. So they yeah. got replaced. So from, what did I say, like 2003 to 2010, they had a rotation of people basically solely because of their military service. Yeah. Um, So currently the members are still listed as Beck Ga, um, Shinji and Kim Jong Min. Kim Jong Min. Um, So yeah. So we've got this very, very, very old YouTube video that was actually uploaded 12 years ago, which is pretty old for a YouTube video. Yeah, and And, it does have over a million views. And somebody wrote in the title, Origin of Gangnam Style Dance. So we'll have to see what this is. But uh, here is Coyote, Pure Love. Oh, okay. All right, it's this kind of music, I see. So, yeah! Yeah! Okay, so this looks like it was actually filmed in a club, perhaps. It's like checkered floor and like dance lights. Yeah, it has a few different sets and they're basically all filled with people in very big suits dancing chaotically. All right. Oh, never mind, there is a synchronized dance. <laughs> but there are six people being prominently featured, and I can't tell which three are our group. Neither can I. They're it's, not dis- they're not easily distinguished. That okay, guy looks one. like Kangta. I know he isn't, but I'm just saying he looks like him. This is extremely 90s. Yeah, it's hard to tell in the faraway shots who's the girls and who's the boys because everyone has everyone bang, has bangs. has bangs, just bangs. bangs in their face. This guy, that's his like entire haircut is bangs in his face. Yeah, and like vampiric suits. Oh, here's oh, our girl. girl. Oh my god, she looks like a baby. Oh, and she's not wearing white in that one set. Yeah, see, that's why it's hard to tell. Very difficult to tell group members from backup dancers in this. 
There is also a stage set like mixed in with this where they have microphones and shiny pajama outfits. Oh. Yikes. <sighs> we are just shouting into the <laughs> void there. Whew. There's a lot of like arm rolling in this dance. It'll be a pretty easy one to do. Oh, and I guess they're they're thinking the Gangnam style because of that lasso move. Oh that yeah, they're doing. they're doing like sort of a horse gallop. While it's not, it's not close enough gas. to me, I yeah. won't give them any credit. That's fair. <laughs> well, let's see. Maybe there's maybe there is that one later. later on. Okay, here's the third guy. He's the rapper. He has bleached blonde hair. And big earrings, and I can definitely see a bucket hat. Bucket hat. Just the edge of a bucket hat. It's all just, this was 20 years ago, and it's all just coming back exactly, like, just oh, one more time. I know. I'm really, we'll have to talk about that after this music video is over, <laughs> but I'm, I'm worried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looks like a ghost in that one shot, because they have so much lighting on her that she, her skin is, like, translucent. That one. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, totally. She looks like he's going to disappear. Yeah. She looks like a. she's coming out of a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Also, this is a very close close-up. It's not yeah, super it's, nice. There's a lot of really, really close close-ups. And that's Ooh, awful. That, no, don't do that. That's so rough. <laughs> well, I was like, for the rapper, you could only see the hint of a bucket hat because it was such a close-up right. on his mouth. I also really like how the Korean characters are like coming at you in the screen. Like this music video has text on the screen, but like during the wall parts, like it's like coming at you. <laughs> they also, oh. oh, that was an abrupt ending. And then a poster of them unfurled. Wait a minute. But did you notice how they never showed the rapper's full face? Even in that, look at that last shot. Oh my god. His, his head is cut they off. They didn't show his face. They, they only showed, showed the bottom face. half of his mouth. Oh my god, was he ugly? Was he like extremely ugly? Maybe he was a guest. Oh. Because it says Coyote and Sunjung. Interesting. Maybe this was a point in which they only had two. Weird. Anyway. Okay. That was a thing. Anyway, uh, it's interesting that we would get such a 90s video if only because just this morning. Yeah. We were discussing our concerns for the 90s looks mm -hmm. that are potentially coming back in this 2019 yeah. year that we're, I that showed, we're on the cusp of. I showed Angelica a picture of Yuto from Pentagon's current haircut, and you were like, no, oh no, this is an HOT, it's, a, it's an HOT haircut, and it's the highlights are, it's borderline. Yep, chunky ass 90s it is like one tint away uh -huh. from being that hot skunk it's already the hot haircut yes like the slightly too long it is like sideburns are point it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. pointy pointy, pointy parted right in the middle and a little bit chunky and has those chunky highlights they're just not as stark of a like black and white mm -hmm. but they're just on the edge. Yeah, they're like that. they're like trendy ash gray, but if they were peroxide yellow, then he would look like yeah. HOT. And the trendy ash gray is not a good look. Like you know has that right now too in TVXQ and it doesn't look good. Yeah. Like, that's what that's why we brought it up cuz I said like Yuto's I mean, you know's highlights. Yeah, we were watching the Truth music video this morning. Are 
in like I'm afraid of you knows highlights. Yeah. I'm like those are a step too to, close. Almost too They're close. just too close to the chunky '90s highlights. Yeah. And I brought up that Yuto, especially a naughty boy, he already has a tendency for chunky 90s jewelry and those big ass Jinko yeah, jeans. The really big earrings and, and the really big jeans. He is he is gonna be the one I know to usher that bullshit back in here. And I am not appreciative. I know. I'm very I'm I don't want Yuto to be the harbinger the leader, of doom. The harbinger <laughs> of doom in this popocalypse that we find ourselves in. Oh, but I God. am afraid that he will be the horseman on his Jinko jeans. I know. It's really scary. So we'll have to see what. Yeah, we'll hold our breath and wait. <laughs> Fuck. Um, well, let's wrap it up for this week. Do you have a recommendation or shall I go first? Or are you still thinking about it? Yeah, I don't know. You go ahead. You okay. Go ahead. I'm going to recommend something that I feel like I wish I wish that it, I, I had seen it before our end of the 20 year 2018 episode because it came out towards the end of the year and I feel like I just missed it. Okay. Uh, but this is a song by iZone. I think that's how they're saying it. Maybe it's like IZ1. I don't know. I think it's iZone. This is the new the newest produced group. Maybe it's is one. Oh my God. Maybe it is is because one. they all have one. In the title, yeah. produce one hundred one, I O I, yeah, one hundred one. You're anyway, right. Anyway, point is, it's I Z Star O N E. If you need to look it up, uh, this is the newest girl group from the Produce series. These girls were from Produce Forty Eight, which was uh, a collaboration with the Japanese uh, Idol Factory. <laughs> that is AKB Forty Eight. I think that's what it's called. Anyway. They have a single out. It's called La Vian Rose, and it has the coolest fucking choreography I've ever seen. So you have to watch the dance video. It's like the most exquisite use of so many members yeah. I've ever seen. Like it's 17 levels of like intricate choreography. Uh-huh. And the song is just great. Totally. And the vocals are really, really good. Like these, like we've said before, these produce groups make me nervous. I think it's like a bummer to be in temporary groups because it like fucks with fandoms and it's like scary for people's careers. But what is great about them is like they're the best people. People. Like that's how yeah. they got put in this group is for being like mm-hmm. extremely good. Yeah. So you get quality talented. shit. Yeah. And I think we were talking about this as we wa- as you showed this to me earlier, how like it this is the kind of dance that's really fun to watch in the way that 17s are fun to watch because you can sort of relax your eyes and like watch all of it as a whole and you get to enjoy the entire movement and choreography and it looks almost like an optical illusion in certain ways the way that the formations change and that people just like appear out of nowhere and this particular group does a lot of cool asymmetry in their formations which i found interesting and unique like i was really blown away when you showed me this video i liked it a lot yeah so check that out that's my rec for today my recommendation for today is also something that came out recently um chunga just came out with a new song um it's called get going right Gotta go. Gotta go. Mid and it's but if you like uh on a Spotify and on iTunes, the song is called like Midnight or oh. almost it has it seems to have multiple titles, but Uh oh. Okay, well, on YouTube <laughs> it's called Gotta Go. And the music video is cool, but I I recommend watching a um 
a, a, performance. a performance, like a, a music bank or like M countdown music show performance because the choreography is so cool. It's sexy. It's like very boa, very sunmi. There's a lot of like Gashina vibes in it. And Chang'a is just like fucking killing it. This song is sexy and it's catchy and the dance is so cool. Yes. Great. That's a really good recommendation. Um, all right. So that is that. Next week, it's our podcast birthday. Yay! We've been doing this thing for a year. So next week, we're just going to reminisce, play some clips, read some notes from you guys, and it should be a good time. So come on back for that. Yeah. And we will, uh, if you would like to contact us at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, amakpoppod.tumblr.com for links, amakpoppod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And we are also on YouTube. Ask me about K-pop, the podcast. All right, that's it. See you all next week. Bye. Bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. Bye.